0: How do I know if my sciatica is caused by a disc problem? It could be a disc prolapse, disc herniation, call it what you will, slip disc. How do you know that your sciatica is related to that? Okay, let's dive right in. So I'm approaching this from the perspective of a clinician. So we are interested in clinical symptoms, what you tell us, and signs the things that we can detect when we examine you. Now, I'm not there to examine you, so you're going to have to do the examining yourself. Okay, let's start with the easy bit, the symptoms. So if you have sciatica now, if you haven't listened to other episodes of the Ex Backs podcast, then please go back and listen to episodes such as how do I know if I have sciatica or what is sciatica? Uh, In those episodes, I'll elaborate much more on that topic. So I've assumed that you know what sciatica is, what it feels like. So what differentiates disc-related sciatica from non-disc-related? And again, I'm going to refer back to a previous podcast where I separate out the two types of sciatica. So we've got nerve compression sciatica and non-nerve compression sciatica. So again, we're going to assume that if it's related to a disc problem, compressing the nerve, then that would be nerve compression sciatica. Now, on that subject, nerve compression sciatica tends to be worse than non-nerve compression sciatica. So if your pain is severe, and we often measure that on a pain scale of 0 to 10, If your pain is severe, there's more likely it's nerve compression sciatica and it could be due to disc. Sorry, I'm going to confuse things by backpedaling a little bit and say that it's vitally important that we exclude other possible causes of nerve compression sciatica. So it isn't just discs pushing on nerves that can cause nerve compression sciatica. There are other, let's put it, more sinister possibilities. And in order to exclude those, please go to backpainandsciatica.com and take the free assessment there, which will ask you a bunch of questions. At the beginning, we call them red flag questions. If you answer yes to one, especially if you answer yes to more than one, then it's important to get a clinical assessment from someone such as an active x clinician, but it could be your own doctor, whoever so please do the free assessment it's very important from a safety perspective that we're confident that you don't have in essence a medical disorder causing your sciatica so do the free assessment backpainandsciatica.com okay jumping back in to nerve compression sciatica it tends to be worse below the knee so if your pain is worse below the knee than it is above the knee then that's a reasonable, not cast iron guarantee, but it's a reasonable indicator that your pain is due to nerve compression. If you have pins and needles, again, especially pins and needles below the knee, it is more likely that you have nerve compression sciatica. Now, so those are two elements. The other thing is that disc related pain is often worst, not always, but often worst first thing in the morning. So the disc is a weight bearing structure and when you're lying down, it absorbs fluid. And when it does that, the disc basically gets bigger. And so if there is a bulge in the disc, the bulge is classically bigger first thing in the morning. So the longer you stay lying down for, the worse the pain tends to be either while you're still lying or when you first get up. If your pain is horrendous first thing in the morning, that is a reasonable indicator, and again, not a cast-iron guarantee, but a reasonable indicator that it may be disc-related. Now, we'll separate out the disc issues here a little bit. If you have a, a piece of disc that's detached, so a fully prolapsed disc, that, interestingly, often isn't worse for lying down or first thing in the morning. But certainly, if it's a herniated, a bulging disc, then it's often worse first thing in the morning. So those are the symptom issues that we will often look for. We're also always interested in, is it worse for bending forwards? Is it worse for bending backwards? And so on. But those are the questions you can ask yourself. Now, other symptoms that could indicate it's nerve compression sciatica, possibly disc-related, are, have you got any weakness in, for instance, is it difficult to lift your foot up? Or is it difficult to, to toe off? So have you lost power in your lower leg? Again, that's often a symptom of nerve compression sciatica, and you really shouldn't get it with non-nerve compression sciatica. So if you're having problems, and you can do it now if you're standing up, just lift up. So keep the foot on the floor, but try and lift your toes up, especially the big toe. If you can do that on one foot, but not easily on the other, then you probably have nerve compression sciatica. And if you can go up on the toes of one foot, I'll do it for you now, or up on the toes of one foot easily, but you really struggle to get off the ground with the other foot to get your heel off the ground, then again, that's likely nerve compression sciatica. And that brings me to signs. So those are the symptoms. What are the signs? So these are the things we would look for in clinic for a disc related problem. And bear in mind these are not, none of these are diagnostic on their own. We're simply building a picture here. So just because you have one of these does definitely does not mean that it is a disc problem causing your sciatica. Now I'm going to go off on another tangent here and again say that of course. Even if you have an MRI, which is not a clinical symptom or sign, it's what we call a special investigation. If you have an MRI that shows you have a disc prolapse herniation, call it what you will, that doesn't mean that is the cause of your pain. And I've talked about this a lot, that there are a huge number of people walking around who have disc prolapse herniations and have no pain. So just because you've seen it on an MRI doesn't mean it's the cause of your pain. If you've had an MRI and you have severe pain, or the MRI has shown that you have a disc prolapse and you have severe pain, pins and needles, and so on, then make sure you have a clinician who's experienced in sciatica determine whether the two are likely connected or not. Okay, where was I? Clinical signs, so things that we will detect in clinic. We will test your reflexes so what we call ankle jerks and knee jerks we tap them out if you have one on one side but not on the other particularly if the the one missing is on the symptomatic side so on the sciatic side so let's say you have an ankle jerk on the right your pain is on the left and you have no ankle jerk on the left that's a reasonable indicator to me that you have what we call an s1 nerve root problem could be caused by disc prolapse so we'll look at reflexes. We'll look at muscle power. Again, the things I mentioned before that you can test for yourself. We'll look at sensations. So we touch what we call light touch. So we touch one leg, compare it with the other. If you've lost sensation or you have diminished sensation on one side compared with the other, or in some cases heightened sensation. So although I'm touching your leg lightly, you might feel like a burning sensation. Again, that's much more likely with nerve compression sciatica than it is with non-nerve compression sciatica. What else do we look at? We do something called a straight leg raising test. So we lift um, independently, we lift one leg up at a time and if the pain increases down the back of your leg, that's called a positive straight uh, straight leg raising test and could indicate that you have nerve irritation or compression. There is something called a plantar response. However, that's less relevant here. It's more indicative of when we're looking for a problem further upstream. So when we're looking for something wrong with your central nervous system, rather than your peripheral, so your sciatic nerve and your lumbar nerve roots are part of what we call the peripheral nervous system. So we won't go into the plantar response. So those are the most classical tests that we will do looking for clinical signs when we examine you and if that all sounds terribly complicated i'm sorry it isn't really and when you've been doing this for a long time i've been an osteopath for nearly 30 years specializing in lower back pain and sciatica The patterns are fairly clear. Uh, I would never rely on intuition alone, but usually just when people start talking to me about their sciatic pain, I usually have a sense of whether this is nerve compression or non-nerve compression related quite quickly and equally, whether it's disc-related or not. However, I hope you can use that screening to work out for yourself whether it might be or might not be a disc-related problem. But remember, as I said, very important to be safe first so do the free assessment at backpainandsciatica.com and otherwise, I hope this has provided you with some value and I will speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Backs show. If you'd like a free assessment to set you on track to relief and prevention, just go to backpainandsciatica.com and if you found this episode helpful, please pass it along to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveXPACs.